Empower Radio presents Out of the Fog. Join intuitive guide and spiritual teacher Karen Hager for lively, positive conversation with light workers, healers, and dynamic wisdom keepers. Get ready for inspiration and connection. This is Out of the Fog on Empower Radio. Here's your host, Karen Hager. Hello and welcome to Out of the Fog. I'm Karen Hager. Each week at this time, we gather for spiritual conversation with enlightening guests, and I'm glad you're here. We're all, in our own way, seeking inner peace, looking for a kind of deeper awareness, an experience of divine connection. My guest on today's show is Jonathan Robinson, and he'll be talking about what awakening is and how you can experience it using simple techniques that will help you feel more joy and peace in your daily life. Are you ready to meet him? Jonathan Robinson is the author of 12 books, and he's been a frequent guest on Oprah and CNN. He's the host of the popular podcast Awareness Explorers, and articles about him have appeared in Newsweek and USA Today. He teaches practical, powerful tools for helping people feel more love and peace in their lives. And you can find out more about Jonathan and his work at awarenessexplorers.com and at shortcuts to awakening. Com. Jonathan, welcome to Out of the Fog. Thank you, Karen. This is going to be fun. Yes, it, yes, it is. <laughs> I'm having fun already and really nothing happened yet, did it? Um, in this time, right, we've all got that longing for direct connection, I think. And when, when that connection is missing, we feel it deeply and we reach for it. Why, especially now, are more and more people feeling disconnected or stressed? Because it's getting crazy out there. Uh, <laughs> you know, the, there's an opioid epidemic, a loneliness epidemic, a depression epidemic, a suicide epidemic. The pace of life is just getting faster and faster. And if you don't have uh, a connection to peace or divinity now, then it's, it, it gets really crazy. Uh, with more stress, you need to either be connected or you feel more pain than ever. Mm. Well, and we so often, often though, run after that in the wrong way. Yeah. You yeah. know, and especially I know we've just now we're at the very beginning of a brand new year as I sat with my box of Christmas cookies seeking inner peace mm. in exactly mm-hmm. the wrong way. Right. We follow yeah. the things sometimes that we think will help us. And then it's the opposite of that. Yeah. So we need to learn really simple rituals. I, I specialize you know, I was um, a very depressed kid, so I was always looking for what really worked in a couple of minutes or less, because I'm kind of lazy, and uh, I, I wasn't one to be really disciplined. So I did a search, really, for 30 years as to what methods seemed to work for busy people, and have come upon with maybe 20 or 30 that really worked very well. And I find that when you find something that really works for you, then you have a friend for life. Huh. And something maybe more reliable than the box of Christmas cookies or the old thought pattern or the old way that you used to Christmas cookies are pretty reliable. Uh, That's part of the problem. And so is heroin and other things. But uh, they have downsides afterwards. That's that's their big downfall. And um, what you want is something that's not only reliable, but it's actually good for you and has good effects in your life afterwards. So what are... Maybe what's one example of something that in three minutes or less can help bring us that connection to inner peace? Well, during our time together, I hope to go into three or four methods. Uh, Some of them involve like 
90-second meditations, which I can do, but let's just start with an idea. Uh, an idea that really helps to find peace is to allow everything to be exactly as it is. Now, that sounds simple, but we're usually doing the opposite. We're usually kind of at war with how things are, and we're complaining or we're resisting it in some way. And when you just take a breath and say, okay, for 30 seconds, I'm going to allow everything to be as it is, because it is that way, and if I can allow it to be as it is, I might actually feel a little bit more peace. So whatever somebody's going through in their life, to just say, okay, I'm going to allow, and I might even welcome things to be as they are. And that attitude shift can actually create more peace. Um, so that's one very simple thing. And as time allows, we'll go into other methods that uh, work. And the key is um, to find something that works really well for you. And once you do that, to practice it as much as possible. The, I, well, I love that technique that you just shared. And one of the things I like about it is that reminder that if I can for 30 seconds let something be exactly as it is, and if I can get my past my fear that if I do that, that it will overwhelm me, or it's just 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. And I can do anything for 30 seconds, pretty much. Yeah, people get into crowded, smelly ele- elevators for 30 seconds, knowing that they're going to be able to get out of it. And, but the, the strange thing is, when you allow something to be as it is, we think it's going to be overwhelming, and maybe for a few seconds will be, but then there's a relaxation because now you're not fighting reality. You know, a spiritual teacher, Byron Katie, says when you fight reality, uh, you lose, but just 100% of the time. <laughs> um, she is, um, <laughs> I love her, um, just let you have it right there, right in the gut. No sugarcoating, there it is. So I, yeah, love, <laughs> yeah. I love that. Do you think that all the technology that we have around us contributes to our sense of disconnection, or can it help us find that peace that we're looking for? Absolutely both. You know, I call technology or, or smartphones, I use the term WMDs, which isn't weapons of mass destruction, it's widgets of mass distraction. <laughs> and we are surrounded by technology, and, and it has increased the pace of life, but it hasn't increased the amount of love or peace that we have. But it can. So if you use technology right, in very specific ways, it can be a real help. For example, there's lots of meditation apps that you can get for free or low cost that can help you meditate or guide you towards meditation. Or, for example, I have a um, a website, shortcutstoawakening.com, a product that actually guides you into a state of what's called pure awareness. And pure awareness is where uh, most spiritual teachers say you want to get to, uh, because that is what leads to the deepest peace and the deepest connection. So if you have the right technology, it can really help. But if you are on Facebook all the time and you're rushing around uh, and you're distracted, with TV and WMDs, then you're going to probably be feeling pretty stressed. That experience of pure awareness, that experience of awakening, is that something that we have and then can hold? Or is it something that 
is an experience that you maybe have, and then you're always trying to get back to it. Well, the interesting thing about pure awareness is that it's always there. You've never not had it. Uh, Are you aware now? Yes, I hope so. Okay. (laughs) You had to check, you know, and then you see. It's always there. But pure awareness is like the background of awareness that it makes it hard to see because it's like a fish in water. It's always there. But there are tools that uh, I can guide people through that help people to be aware of that background. And so it's a piece that's always there, but you do have to practice turning your attention in that way because we're normally focused outward. And in order to be aware of awareness, there's kind of a slight turning of of your attention. And once you find it and experience it, it's like the best drug because it is incredibly peaceful and loving and there are no downsides to it, and it's free, and it's always available. I mean, it doesn't get better than that. Yeah. But there usually is a process in learning how to tap into it or to be aware of it more frequently. So that's a different kind of habit, different from my Christmas cookies, but a habitual turning in of the awareness to find that place of peace or connection. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people have heard this term, but they don't really know how to do it. So I have a a podcast dedicated to it now called Awareness Explorers. And um, we go into methods of doing that each each episode. And uh, mostly I interview spiritual teachers, uh, the Dalai Lama, Deepak Chopra, Adyashanti, I don't know who you know, but they are all, I always ask them, okay, what's your best idea or method for helping people to experience this. And what I find is about 80% of these methods don't work for me at all. Oh. <laughs> but you only need one. <laughs> so, you know, if, if I get 10, two of them work, and, and then, you know, it, it, it changes your life. So uh, you don't need a lot of methods. You just need the one that works for you. There's a delightful freedom in that. I think one of the things that stops people on the spiritual journey is everything gets so constricted. You feel like it has to be this way. It must be done perfectly. It must be, I have to be wearing these clothes and I must have bought these products and I have to have the right kind of bell and I have to do it exactly this way. And we spend so much time beating up on ourselves for not getting it right that we lose that freedom. I think that's part of what the principle of abundance teaches us. We lose that remembering that there's always more. If that one doesn't work for you, take a breath and try something else. Exactly. You know, my wife has always hated meditation her whole life, you know, and I've been a big meditator. And uh, so I said, well, why don't we try 10 different meditation techniques and see if you hate all of them? And she hated nine of them, but the one that worked for her works incredibly well, and it has really impacted all aspects of her life because now every day she wakes up excited to do that method. Wow. So part of this is, too, is giving yourself the freedom to explore, to be an awareness explorer, I guess, to exactly. give yourself exactly. the freedom to just try and try and try some more. Is, can you share one of those 90-second meditations with us? Absolutely. Um, this one is called the Include Method. And wherever somebody is, if they can close their eyes, great, but you can do it with your eyes open. Uh, just become aware for a moment that you feel where you're seated, You feel the sensations of your body against a chair or wherever. Feel your hands. And just become aware of the sensations. 
and then become aware that you're aware of these sensations. And then include the fact that you're getting the stimulus of sound, the sound in my voice, the sound in the room, maybe even the sound of your breathing. So you have physical sensations, you have sound that you're registering. What registers that? Your awareness. So you're aware of sound, sensation, and that you're aware of these things. And then become aware of light or images. If your eyes are closed, there's still probably some light, but if your eyes are open, you're aware of sight. What's aware of the sight? Your awareness. Your awareness is aware of sights and sounds and sensations. And you might even be aware that there's a certain peacefulness of relaxing and surrendering to all these senses coming into your awareness. Maybe you're even aware of thoughts going across your awareness. They're not really your thoughts, they're just thoughts that appear in a field of awareness. You're aware of that. Of sights, sounds, sensations, thoughts, maybe feelings, and maybe even of connection to something peaceful. The peacefulness of relaxing into this moment. Fully open, fully aware, fully present. That's a little guided meditation on becoming present and aware. Mm. You're listening to Out of the Fog, and my guest is Jonathan Robinson. You can find out more about Jonathan and his work at shortcutstoawakening.com and find out about his podcast at awarenessexplorers.com. There's a beautiful quiet. Remy and I are sitting here in the, in the radio studio, and as you began, just a lovely quiet, came over us we're still there's little machines humming away and lights blinking and you know the clock Mm -hmm. on the wall but a lovely quiet comes in and i think at least for me and in my practice one of the ways that i know i'm centered is that when i can feel the divine presence as kind of a quiet stream that comes in through all the noise through all the external stimuli all the blinking and the buzzing and the thoughts and the all that kind of stuff that you just feel the divine come in like on that little stream. That's how I felt in that meditation. That's pretty cool. You brought calm to our radio studio. Oh, good. And only 90 seconds with practice, you get better at it. And that's just one approach. There's, you know, before the podcast is over, I hope to do one or two more. And, and the key is that once you've found the right target, it gets easier to find that target again. Like remembering that feeling and then being able to call it back? Is that what you Yeah, mean? like, okay, like you remember stillness. You know, it, sometimes people think of it as quiet or stillness. Sometimes people think of it as timelessness, like you're stepping out of the wheel of moving all the time, and there's a certain presence that's always almost like stepping out of time or stepping out of your story and into now, the stream of now. Mm. Now, I know you've interviewed a lot of famous people. You mentioned the Dalai Lama and all the the teachers who you interview. I'm just curious. I love to ask people what their daily spiritual practice is. What have you heard from these very famous people that has surprised you? 
Well, what surprised me is I would always ask them what their practice is, and um, you could not tell whether a person was a Buddhist or a Jew or a Christian by their practice. What happened was that all these people, by doing some experimentation, found something that worked for them. So Mother Teresa, who I interviewed, did not have a Christian practice. She had a Buddhist practice she was doing every day. And Dalai Lama, when I asked him what his main practice was, he said his main practice is the act, doing acts of kindness. Mm. You know, so what, what people discovered because they were really exploring was they found something that worked and they kept on doing it. Uh, so I was surprised to see that you know, it wasn't like all the Christians were praying and all the Buddhists were doing Zen meditation. It was more like people had found something that got them to that stillness within and that ended up being their daily practice. And that's that divine thread that, at least as I believe, runs through everything. The labels we put on that, the little, like putting post-it notes on something to remind yourself, the labels we put on these things are for us and for our yeah. convenience. But that divine thread runs through everything. Yeah, God doesn't care if you're a Buddhist or a Christian or a Jew. <laughs> right, right. There are It's our post-it notes. Um, so go ahead and share another practice. I'm loving this. I'll let you share 10,000 if you want to. Okay, well, luckily this podcast goes for 17 hours, right? Yes, it is the new 17-hour Out of the Fog episode. Good, okay. <laughs> um, okay, here's one. So um, this one, if you can do it with your eyes closed, that's great. If not, uh, that's fine, too. Um, first, begin by breathing. Imagine you can breathe into the center of your chest or your heart area. Just take a couple of slow, deep breaths, feeling like it's going into the center of your chest. And then I want you to think of a person or a child or a pet that you have great affection for. Just choose one for now. And as you think of this being, remember special times you've had with them. Think of times where you felt really connected and feel that connection to them. If you want, you can imagine hugging them or holding them and feeling even closer. Just think of how grateful you are to have this being in your life. If you want, you can imagine telling them how much they mean to you and seeing how happy that makes them. And once again, feel the gratitude for that love and connection that you've been able to share with this being. And breathe that into your body. And when you're ready, feel free to come back slowly to the room. And notice how you feel, hopefully more centered in the stillness of your heart. That's beautiful and less um, separate. Yeah. I think when we have that present moment awareness of um, love or connection, it's harder to be randomly mean to somebody or to um, think the world is out to get you or to push yourself ahead in line, right? Get out of the way. It's a lot harder to do that when you're feeling that connection. 
Studies show that this little 90-second uh, guided meditation actually affects and reduces the stress hormone of cortisol for up to five hours. So these little things can make a big difference in not just your spiritual health, but also your mental health and physical health. Do you think as a whole, as a society, as fractured in all those epidemics that you named at the beginning, are we moving closer to or farther away from the kind of connection and awareness that we're talking about here? Depends who, um, because certainly the people, you know, hooked on heroin or, or even other things are moving farther away. But there's also a group of people who, because of the craziness, are getting more focused on their spiritual practice and self-care. So for me, I feel closer and closer, but I see a lot of people going through really hard times now. Um, and so I think it, you're, you're getting the polarization, just like in our politics, you gain polarization. Some people are getting closer to their spirit and some people much farther away. And so I think part of our job, if you're one of the fortunate people getting closer to spirit, is to help other people because it's a, it's a dangerous time. I know I, I spend a few hours every week teaching meditation to prisoners because these people obviously have had a hard time, and, and that's a great place to learn meditation because they don't have anything else to do. Mm-hmm. Well, and I would, in, in my own way, in my own experience, because I often am talking with people who are distressed, Mm-hmm. I feel and know that divine presence even in that distress. So if you're listening to this show and you are addicted to heroin or Christmas cookies or anything else, please understand that that 90 seconds applies to you just as much as it applies to somebody else who might feel like they are, quote, on the right path, because that's accessible, available to anyone at any time. That's part of, I think, what's so good about what you're teaching, Jonathan. Anybody who's got 90 seconds, no matter what's going on, no matter how they feel, can access these teachings. Yeah, I mean, they saved me. I was a suicidally depressed teenager, so uh, I, I really dove into this and, you know, felt like if these things healed me, maybe they could heal other people. And, you know, just being on the right road or, or doing something for 90 seconds that feels better gives you a little bit of hope, and I think nowadays we all need that. I agree. Now, we've got just a couple minutes left. I'd love for you to tell us what we can find on those websites and let the listeners know how they can reach out to you and connect with your work. Sure. Well, people can find out about the podcast where we go into more of these things. And my interview with teachers, of course, it's free and it's available on iTunes and Google Play and all that stuff, Awareness Explorers. And it, and you can also download, uh, reach me at awarenessexplorers.com. And then if people want a guided meditation or several guided meditations for me that help people. I have a product called Shortcuts to Awakening, shortcutstoawakening.com, and uh, they can reach me there as well. Um, but I would encourage people to become explorers, you know, and find out what uh, Jesus said, the kingdom of heaven's within. Buddha said, uh, joy and love is within. So, you know, our mission is to try to find that and and then pass it on to others. Jonathan, thank you so much for being on the program. That 17 hours flew by like it was nothing. It did, it did. (laughs) 
<laughs> Thank you very much. That's Jonathan Robinson. You can find out about his podcast at awarenessexplorers.com and check out the tools that he offers for awakening and awareness at shortcuts to awakening.com. And of course, you're always invited to check out karenhager.com. It's a great place to find out about upcoming classes and events. You can also book a session there with me one-on-one if you feel so inclined. And if you believe as I do, and I think we talked about this a little bit with Jonathan, as we become more polarized, as things get stressful, as there's more flashing and beeping and buzzing and there's more stress on us, if you believe as I do that when we focus on peace in our hearts and peace in the world that things change, I invite you to check out openpeacefulheart.com. With my partner, Kathy, we run a monthly free guided meditation called Just 15 Minutes where people from all over the world come together to put their attention on peace. That collective intention makes a difference. And thank you for listening today. Together we are spreading a little more light in the world, and a little more light is always a good thing. Until next time, I'm wishing you peace. Peace.